0: You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Yo, so, what's up, it's your girl follow along do you know me, Daddy T, this is You Can Tell Me Anything, this is the podcast where I confess something I want to get off my chest, that's right, we are doing it again, it's the solo episode, annual solo episode if uh you're new to the pod welcome hello and if you are really new um thank you for listening let me know like if you want how you found us because uh i love the confidants we have this nice stable group of us uh and then every once in a while someone discovers us and is like hey what's up so give me a shout out uh leave me a five-star review it is my birthday so you know you could do that that's a nice birthday gift for me it only takes a second and You can even make up a fake name, you know, just iTunes, five-star review. Um, But I've been doing a solo episode every year around my birthday. This year, it actually lands on my birthday. I am recording this my birthday Eve, okay? So that's because today, when you listen to this, I will be at Disneyland. I know. But, Teresa, you are an adult, full-grown woman, and you know how people feel about adults who like Disneyland I do I know but here's the thing I don't care it's my birthday Um, I know some people think it's weird when adults like Disneyland but also there are adults in Congress trying to police women's bodies there are a lot of adults who do weird things and if my toxic trait is that I like to go on the Haunted Mansion when it's decorated like the nightmare before Christmas I will take it okay come at me roast me I don't care I never said I was a normal adult, Um, I, you know, don't, I'm not gonna dress up in Disney clothes or, or be a weird adult that creeps out children, but I would love to have one last magical experience in the park as a childless adult, okay, because soon I will be having children. This is not an announcement, I'm just saying that I, you know, reasonably thought about it and probably have no more years to just go to Disneyland and enjoy the rides with no children. So I probably have already way past my time of being allowed to do that, but that being said, it is my birthday, and I thought, what do I want to do this year? I don't want to throw a party. I don't want to, I really don't want to make it about me, but do I want to take a day and go to the most magical place on earth and just celebrate my inner child and give her a happy day and maybe you know, move on and actually grow up. Yes, that's what I want. So that's what I'm doing. But today I'm here to record a solo episode. Um, Before I get into it, so what I'm going to tell you guys today is a story of how I got out of a speeding ticket using stand-up comedy. I shouldn't say using. I wasn't using it on purpose. I didn't plan to get out of a ticket with stand-up, but it is what happened, and I will tell you the full story. Some of you who follow me may have seen it live, IRL, as I was going to the courthouse. Um, But it's a fun story. It's a wild story. It seems unbelievable. It's not, like, that wild. It's basically, yeah, well, you know what? It's a fun one, so we're going to do that today. Um, But before that, uh, I wanted to thank everyone who came out to the Are You Afraid of the 90s show. super fun. Everyone who joined the live stream... um, it was a good time. Uh, I want to be doing more shows, like theme shows, fun shows, silly things. If you missed it, don't miss the next one. You can always sign up for my mailing list, which I really don't use very often. I promise not to spam you. Um, and so, But, you know, if you want to be kept in the loop, you can say what city you're in, and I'll let you know when I'm coming to your city. Go sign up at Um and also, semi-announcement, I think I'm going to be bringing back the Castle bee Daddy hats because I had a few people ask, and I don't think I want to really, really sell them. But if you were someone who wanted one and didn't get one, like, let me know because I'm trying to gauge interest. I think I'll do a batch order for limited edition folks that want it. Um, but look, you know me. I don't like to repeat things I've done unless there's a high demand. So get high in demand is what I'm saying. Um, don't No, don't get high or do it if you want, but don't do it on behalf of me. This is what I did today to celebrate my birthday. I have a twin sister, as many of you know, um, and as as I have promised her, I will not talk about her on the podcast, but I think, hopefully, this is an exception, <laughs> and if it's not, you know what? Whatever. Fuck it. It's my birthday, too, so obviously, as twins, it's both their birthdays, so we decided this year, since we kind of want to just have our own day, you know, to truly, as much as as much fun as it is to celebrate, it's like you want to celebrate your sister's birthday and you want to celebrate your birthday, right? But in the past, when we were growing up, we always had one birthday. So we decided to do something together today, which is Monday. You're listening to this on Tuesday or later. But the day before our birthday, we decided to go get go to the spa, get a massage. And it was just a nice day, nice time. Very highly recommend patching things up with your family members that for some reason you've been on the rocks with highly recommend it um much love to her she also has a podcast i would love to shout it out you guys check it out it's called the queen industry um she just launched it i think a few months ago with her friend portia it's called the queen industry they talk about feminism lifestyle wellness music industry that sort of thing you know the you know the the things the things that people talk about all right Let's get into it. I have something to get off my chest. And that is, I got out of a speeding ticket with stand-up comedy. And yes, I did remember Mike Kaplan's confession where he tried to get out of a speeding ticket and failed. And I thought, there's probably no way I'm going to get out of this. You know, I still have the echoes of his story. And, you know, his his war- I did not heed his warnings. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened but there's a couple pieces so first part one of the story is how I got the speeding ticket in April of 2022 I went on tour DIY tour some of you may remember if you listen to the babbling comics episodes or the the uh tiger mommy tour confessions but I uh basically rented a car drove from Chicago down to Atlanta Stopping along the way in different cities, camping, slash, staying at friends' houses, slash, just one night sleeping in my car in a Walmart parking lot. Um, and did shows and um to 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 do a DIY tour because in twenty twenty I was was gone tour with Eli Oldsburg. Obviously, pandemic happens, so we canceled it. So I was sort of this was my way of like let's let's just do it, let's let's jump into it, and make it happen. Now. Um, I was driving alone. I drive a lot. Uh, yes, I do sometimes drive Uber. So, you know, I got the miles. Okay. Your girl can last a long time on the road is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, one thing that happens when you're driving these interstate highways is as you get closer to a big city, you know, obviously you need to be more careful. It's not like home on the range. It's not like the, the five in California where you can drive 90 miles an hour. Nobody cares. So, on one of the days, I was driving from, uh, I believe it was Cincinnati to North Carolina, which is quite far, and it was a long day drive where I had a show that night at like six, so I was like, oh man, I didn't plan this very well, I've got to drive pretty quickly. So, I wasn't like tearing up the road, but I was driving, I was driving like a like California speed, you know, which is basically if it's, if there's no cars on the road, or if everybody's generally going your speed, it's okay to just go, right, that's, that's the rule out here in California, and um, as I got closer to North, Car- I was in North Carolina, as I got closer to Raleigh, which is where my show was, I got pulled over by a police officer, uh, or state trooper, whatever, who, I think his name was Trooper, or maybe his badge just said Trooper, but I'm almost sure his name was Trooper James, like, that was his first name was Trooper. His last name was James, because that's what... I don't know. I don't really know how things worked out in rural North Carolina, but it, it seems like your name tag would have your name on it. I could be wrong, but anyways, Trooper sounds like a name that... for someone who would become a Trooper. So does James, to be honest. So he pulled me over and was like, oh, you're speeding. And I genuinely was like, is everything okay? Because I had a rental car. I was like, oh, my God, what if something happened? You know, did my lights go off? And he's just... And the speed limit was 65, okay? I was going 80, maybe 81. Um, he said, You were speeding, the speed limit 65. And I said, Oh, like, and I was like, Oh, okay, you know, like, cool. So I'm good. Like, I had, I, this is how bad California driving is, is I didn't even realize when he was like, Speed limit 65, you're going 80. I was like, Cool expecting like him to say, and then something else, like your registration's out of date. But then I was like, oh, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, you want me to do math? Okay, let me count. Um, It's 15 miles over the speed limit, and he said that he was gonna give me a ticket. I said, well, of course, I'm not gonna, how am I gonna get out of this? I'm not, and I was in a rush, so I was like, I need this ticket to happen fast. So he gave me the ticket. I was a little confused. Though. I was like, so how does this work? Like, am I going to be able to pay it online? And he said, you know, you can, wh- you, this is going to be like, there's going to be a court date. And he told me the court date. It's August 11th. And he said, you'll have to show up. And if you don't show up, then you'll like get the bill for it. No idea how much it was going to cost. I think he just expected me to not show up and plead guilty and or like automatically get charged for it, which is probably how they make all their money. Look, troopers got to live, right? Um, okay, so flash forward. So obviously I wasn't very happy with that, but it's trying to, n- new therapy, new meditation. You know, I was like, I'm going to be zen. Like, I'm not going to cry. I did not cry. Actually, I don't remember if I cried. I don't think I cried. Because here's the thing. It's not like you slapped down, like, here's a $500 ticket. I was like panicking, like, how much is it going to be? But until you see that number, you're like, it might not exist, right? I might not have to pay anything. I manifested my way out of there um but I was upset because I was like damn it this is of my own doing it is my fault it's my fault I should not have been speeding but also who drives 65 in a 65 interstate highway that I feel like serial killers right that's insane that's like you did something wrong and you really don't want to get pulled over right if anything he should have been like good for you so boldly speeding just be safe next time okay you know I can tell you're not up to no good because you don't mind talking to me so, um, yeah, I tried to get, I tried, I tried to, you know, pull the whole, like, oh, no, like, I'm not even from here, you know, like, don't you want to leave your speeding tickets to your lo- the locals, you know, like, oh, immigrants are taking our speeding tickets. Oh, no, you know, like, I'll give mine back, you know, but no, it didn't fall for that. All right, tour went great. Fast forward to a month later or so, I find out I'm going to be in North Carolina for the North Carolina Comedy Festival in, drumroll September. Okay, if you guys are paying attention, my ticket is for August 11th. I did consequently look up forums, websites, tried to figure out how much this would cost, tried to understand more what the dealio was, if I would be able to get out of it, how easy and hard it is. Websites, not helpful. There's a lot of traffic lawyers, though, and apparently when as soon as you get a ticket, you just they get these traffic lawyers get your info because I was getting mailed like traffic attorney letters back home in LA like hey we can help you and I'm like yeah uh, yeah I don't think so like if I'm gonna show up in person then you know I don't know it just didn't feel like it's like this whole thing is not worth the hassle but online it did I couldn't figure out because some websites said oh it's gonna be $50 to $60 and some said like it could be 500 so I was really uh not super happy with that um but I couldn't find the answer and I went online I kept trying to search to see like you know, how much can I look up my ticket and what I owe? But when I look it up by the number, all it said was, you know, a court date and that you have to do it in person. Online services, not available. Now, I don't know if it's online services not available because it's such a rural small town that there's just generally no online services or because I was out of state or because it's technically considered reckless driving to be driving over 15 miles over the speed limit. But it was... Annoying because, obviously, it's like, what am I going to do, go into the courthouse just to ask a question? I can't. So I kept trying to call. It was very hard to get through. As you know, phones don't work. They don't. Why do we still use them? Even, like, why? I mean, literally, tweeting at airlines is the fastest way to get through to them. We all know this. We should implement this in the courthouse. And actually, as this story will later prove (laughs) the evidence for, honestly, online social media is still the best way to communicate your case, all right, but I was trying to be a good girl, you know, I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to follow the law, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be good, okay, I like to break the law when it's in, when it's in, the, uh, I don't like to break the law, but I will break the law if it's, it's to the benefit of humanity and citizens, you know, people, hard-working humanit- humanitans, oh my god, hard-working humans, right, like if, it, you know, if I have to break the law because the law is unjust or unfair, you know, or like they say I can't, say certain truths or whatever like I'm not saying I'm always gonna follow the law like if yeah would I you know I don't know if if suddenly free speech wasn't allowed and I could save someone by telling the truth would I tell the truth yeah this is not that case okay I just want to be totally clear this is not a noble story of how I broke the law to save humanity no I broke the law because I wanted to get to a show that I was going to say I wasn't paid for it, but that's not true. That They paid me fine. But, it, but you know, an indie show that I put on for myself to chase a dream that I personally chose. So nothing noble here, okay? I'm going to fully accept and acknowledge any diagnosis of silly narcissism you have here. Bring it on. Bring it on. By the way, I'm drinking a pumpkin ale. So I'm going to be pausing the sip because I'm doing a lot of talking. And this is not an advertisement. Okay. So here's what happened they wouldn't let me I couldn't get through it but finally I find out I get my date from the North Carolina Comedy Festival and by this point I'm like this was a kind of a broke summer I, I really it was slow and after the tour you know I was really just trying to get my shit together so I was a little bit like I wanted to do this festival but I was just there and you know it's expensive but I got lucky and I was able to I got a one of those miles credit cards that actually let me i had earned enough miles that i could get the entire round trip through miles so zero dollars right i think maybe like five dollars taxes or whatever but i could go to north carolina for very little and then i was able to get a very cheap hotel so i was like okay let me do it and let me see if i can move my traffic ticket to september right they should be able to push it right so finally i get through to the courthouse and i ask them and they say they only do traffic court once a month, and they could move it to September, but it would have to be September 9th, and I checked my calendar. I was like, that is literally the weekend I'm going to be in North Carolina, so I said, let's do it, so then I had no confirmation except for a woman on the phone said, okay, cool, like, be there at 8 a.m. on September 9th, that was it. I thought, maybe I'd get some follow-up, some reminder, nah, this is court maybe like you know tickets are written on those carbon copy papers that fade away in the sun like there's no way they're sending you a follow-up email but um I was very like kind of grateful that it lined up so I was like okay I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show up to court I don't want to show up to court but I'm gonna show how bad can it be like it'll be I got the whole day right my show's not till night I'm gonna show up to court at least tell my side of the story which you know, it's just the truth. It's not like I wasn't speeding, but I'm not from here. I didn't know and I'm here. Maybe I can get a lesser sentence or lesser money or whatever. Um, so that was my plan. And then uh, it, more coincidences fell into place. So this is when I want to take a pause. Okay, away from the traffic ticket story and talk a little bit about my family. And I'm not here to blow up anyone's spot. I love my family. Everyone has family that has eccentricities. So, I love my family a lot and none of this is meant to blow up anyone's spot. Obviously, I won't use names and I'm not going to get too specific. But I want to say that something I realized when me and my sister were going through the our rough patch of uh, separation was a lot of my parents' generation and not just within my family, but in their generation, a lot of immigrants of their age you'll hear like, oh, this person doesn't talk to their brother anymore, this person, um, you know, they haven't, these siblings haven't spoken for years, or, you know, they literally won't be in the same room together, and that, as a kid, was always like, oh, I guess that's just what happens when you're an adult, you just get into these feuds, but now that I am an adult, I realize that, like, oh, it can it can be avoided. I mean, of course there are exceptions. You know, sometimes even if your family's siblings can do really fucked up things, right? Or if someone doesn't accept you for who you are, you know, is hate, you know hateful towards a group of people. I understand a choice to distance yourself, right? It's, it's It can happen, right? There's like, if, if you're in an abusive situation, whatever. So I'm not saying like do or die, be with your family. But I'm just saying that there are lots of cases where when gone on... Un- untreated I guess the trauma can really fester into just truly a rift where it's like it's not like people will say they don't love their siblings or family they just get to a point where they can't physically connect you know the their reality of like the rift with their memory of the past when things are good right this is what happens there's a cognitive dissonance I bring this up and I think it's really common in immigrant families because there's a lot of generational trauma. And there's definitely stuff that changes when you move and you have to give up parts of yourself in order to assimilate. It's not easy. This is very tough. And I don't like look down on anyone who's not on good terms with their family because it's very complicated. But that being said, I really like once I started realizing that and things started getting tricky in my family, I I, I wanted to set the intention of like, at least on my end, doing my best to have a relationship with my family you know like it doesn't have to be enmeshed or like codependent but they just want to be able to you know talk to my family call them like make plans with them we don't have to be like you know calling each other every day or buddy buddy on every single vacation I think it's healthy to have boundaries but I really like as much as hard as it can be sometimes to be around family I really really it's really important to me to like put in my effort you know and then it's like whatever happens happens So, that being said, um, when I was on tour, I had driven through a couple areas that I realized some of my aunts and uncles lived, and, you know, we don't see them that much because my family's in California, and, you know, my parents' generation, they're just, whatever, they're dealing with a lot. I think they all love each other, but they don't talk to each other that much, and I think part of that comes with what I was saying before, and so... And so I had realized, like, oh, I'm driving through these areas. I, like, really should try to reach out. At the very least, let them know, like, you know, say hello. Um, Did not end up seeing anyone, but I did. So I did call one of my aunts who does not use the phone or, like, very, very disconnected. But she has, like, an answering machine. So last month or so, she responded. So that was actually kind of cool that she responded. Um, there was quite a bit of like, oh, like you're very much in a different um, belief system. And like, sh- whatever, not she's an anti-vaxxer, all these things. But I could see at the end of the day, it was still like the familiarity of like, oh, thanks for calling. Like, here's the deal. What, you know, I don't think she's on great terms with her sibling. I won't say which aunt of what side. But um, it was still nice to be like, OK, there's a connection here. It's, you know, a tepid connection, but it's a connection. Okay, and then my uncle, who, um, same similar situation, I also had called, um, did not have the time to actually stop by and see them on my tour, but they live in the vicinity of North Carolina. And so that is when I realized, oh, maybe this will be actually a good chance to try to reconnect, as well as fight a traffic ticket and go do some stand-up okay, yes, call me an opportunist, babe, but that's what I'd be doing, I'd be connecting, okay, Uh, so I did work it out, where I was like, I'm gonna come stay with my uncle for a night, because the next morning, I had to be at traffic court at 8 a.m., so I was gonna wake up very early, like, four or whatever, and drive two hours, like, he wasn't that close to this random little town, and get to court, that was the plan, but I was really excited to, that it worked out, that I could stop and family, even just for a night, and, you know, just catch up, because I I do think, I don't know, there's something about, like, once you're there, you're like, oh, wow, like, this person watched me grow up, you know, when you're kids, everyone's hanging out, and people are like, oh, you're so cute, whatever, when you grow up, it's just easy to, you know, you create your own circle, I have my friends, I have my, you know, all my life, and whatever, so it becomes harder to remember to keep in touch with those, like, second-degree family members, so... It was really nice. I, I'm really grateful that I had that chance. And then um, I drove off in the morning to traffic court. Okay, so now we're back at traffic, okay? And here's where I say it. I decided to go a little extra. I know, I know. I'm not like – I what I, <laughs> someone was telling me the other day about how we're d- debating, discussing the Nathan For You show. Not Nathan For You, but the rehearsal, his new show. Is exploitive, And I'm not, like, here to form an opinion right now because I'm not done with the whole season, but um, it is interesting sometimes because sometimes I think when I'm in a situation, I genuinely am in it and I'm trying to make the best of it. Like, I have a ticket for real, and I'm not trying to, like, make fun of anyone or take advantage. But, of course, in the situation, what can I do to make it the best possible experience? And to me, that's to have fun and make it a little funny. That is how I approach the world. Now, if I ever hurt anyone with this, like I don't think in this case it was offensive, but if for some reason someone's like, you didn't take something seriously, like by all means tell me, because I'm not here to like, me trying to make a joke or laugh or have fun is a way to lighten the mood for myself and everyone. But if for some reason, you know, sometimes tones like that can be taken wrong. People can find humor disrespectful in certain situations. I'm always open to hearing that, but I don't always stop myself unless someone says that. Because I think we all have to, like, be authentic and honest and then adjust to be respectful as best as we can. But that doesn't mean to pull back before you know you're doing something wrong, you know? Um, This sounds so vague, but basically what I did was I was like, I'm going to dress up for court. Like, I remember reading in petty court, that you really have to dress nice. Like, you really should be wearing, like, a tie or work attire. And and the judges will comment on it if you don't, don't address them as your honor and things like that. So I was like, I don't know what it's like in North Carolina, if it's, like, the way it is in California. But it can't hurt to look nice. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to pack, like, a suit. So, I mean, it wasn't a full-on suit, but I basically – I wore a blazer – a collared shirt and a tie, a button-up shirt and a tie, and, like, slacks, I guess. They're white pants. It looked cute. It was cute. But I was like, I'm going to show up. I need to show up covered up. I'm not going to show up, like, in heels and a skirt. That that just seems straight. Like, I don't know the vibe. But I was like, I don't want to show up, like... So I kind of... I showed up, like... uh, I I showed up really queer looking, I would say. But I also feel, like, very put together. But what was interesting to me is how... There was a part of me, I will be honest, that was like maybe like a teehee, let's see if they like me. But also I think this is self-defense. And, and yeah, I don't know. A part where you're like, I need to be who I am because no matter what, they're going to judge or put – literally judge, right? Because it's a court. But they'll literally project what they think about me anyways. So why don't I just be fully myself? I'm dressed in something I'm comfortable in be like openly queer or whatever like not like in your face where I'm like you're straight that sucks like not nobody does that but listen this is rural town in North Carolina I don't know this area very well and you gotta remember North Carolina's media really blows them up as (laughs) the laws that come out of the bathroom laws came out of there you know what I mean the the, the anti-trans bathroom laws, and and I know it's not every single city, but I have no idea what I'm getting into, so I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, and I wasn't totally wrong, it was a very small town, they're all white people, but different types of white people, I gotta say, very diverse white people, like, there was, like, there was, like, a white mom, there was, like, a white soccer mom, there was, was like, a white dad, there was, like, um, this couple, like, biker couple, there was, like, a teenager, they were all different types of white people, so a truly diverse range, like, you know, could really fill out a 1990s um, sitcom TV show, Um, like a Boy Meets World situation, you know, but, um, no, but everyone's nice, so I get there, there's a line, there's a line for Traffic court. it was, like, a line to a club, it's 9 a.m., I get there a little late, but it looks like they started late anyways, so I'm like, oh, you know, that's how it is, you start, that, that, that looks like this is the spot, and... I get in line. uh, Behind me, there's this, like, nice soccer mom. Um, She is curious about me, so she starts shouting me up, and I ask if she could take a picture of me because, you know, I was like, I'm gonna, I want to kind of, like, take this, like, at Traffic Court picture because also I want to remember this. I'm obviously out here in the middle of nowhere, and do I feel insecure? Do I feel kind of, like, uncertain sure I think my own way of dealing with my insecurities is just have fun connect and like try to make it a memory good or bad it's gonna be a memory right so I was like I'm gonna like pose like I'm on the red carpet I know it's silly but I'm like I dressed up and you know I just told her I was like I'm trying to make the most of it I got a traffic ticket I'm from California and I came all the way for this so she took a photo from me it was cute she was like you gotta do what you gotta do and then we started vibing And then she said, oh, just so you know, you can't bring your phone into court. Like, they will have you come back out. So I was like, oh, good tip. And she's like, I'll hold your spot in line. Just, you know, you go run back to your car. So I run back to the car, put the phone away, come back. This part is important because right before this, as I was driving, I was really trying to think of strategies. I was like, how am I going to – like, if I – you get, like, two minutes in front of the judge. Like, I'm not a lawyer, but I've public spoken, you know, when it comes to comedy. So I was like, can I, like – be truthful and honest and also win their hearts, like, what's the best angle, and I was thinking, I was thinking, and then I thought, huh, actually, God, you know, because North Carolina is very religious, and I thought, and I genuinely, like, I know that sounds silly, because when I tell people that, they're like, oh my God, you're such a troll, but genuinely, I was like, how do I connect to this courtroom, and I think that North Carolina, as so I've heard, is very religious, and I I think that if I can connect to them on God, maybe we'll find a common ground. It does sound trolly when I say it like that, but I genuinely was like, I genuinely, you know, if you ask me, like, did you speed? I'm like, yeah. But like, so genuinely, I'm not like trying to lie. I just genuinely telling the truth, which is I would like to not have to pay this ticket. And I want them to know that I'm a reasonable, solid, upstanding citizen who made a mistake, but doesn't want to pay the ticket. And we'll do it again. Right? I mean, we won't do it again. won't do it again. So um, I was like trying to think of Bible quotes and I started trying to like write notes in my iPhone. And so the big, you know, the big uh, rug pull is that I couldn't bring my phone in. So I was like, I don't actually have Bible verses memorized. I can't quote. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to pull out some quote and I'm going to like show that I really know my stuff and whatever. So I was like, I'm going to go in there and fly blind. Um, Now, I know this story is dragging on. It's because so many little things happen that like lead into it, but I swear we're almost there. But I want to share a little bit more about my interaction with this woman outside. Okay, so she was really interested in like what I was doing there. I think they were all like, ooh, an Asian. Um, no, they didn't say that. But the, clearly I was not from there, and I, I was also like, asking for it not asking for it but you know I was I was a little attention freak you know asking her to take photos of me so I didn't it wasn't like bo- bothersome that she was talking to me I actually really enjoyed talking to her and the man behind her and they were like uh, th- I told them that I actually happened to be here for a co- comedy festival so it worked out and I showed that night she's like oh my god like where in Greensboro and she's like oh maybe I'll come like we were not that close to Greensboro but that's how small of a town she, it was. She was, like, looking at her calendar. She's like, oh, maybe I can come. Oh, can I come? Would that be cool? She did not come, spoiler alert, but I think she genuinely would, thought it would be cool to come. And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure, if you want. Like, <laughs> but um, it was very nice. Like, she was, like, we were talking. And then right before we go into security, um, she, I tell her I write for children's TV because we are just talking about what we do, and she's talking about she's kids. And then, you know, she was like, oh, I just missed – How it used to be when I was growing up, and and I'm like nodding, you know. I don't really know what she means, but you know, we're taught, we're vibing. So far, we're connecting, very agreeable. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's like, yeah, I just really miss. She's like, it's cool that there's all these new things, but I really miss what children's TV was when we were kids. I was like, yeah, yeah, like, and I was just trying to just fill in the blanks, not being like how so. So I was like, oh yeah, like like there was just like more plot. Like I'm thinking Saturday morning cartoons, you know, comic books. It's very like scripted, structured characters like like plot plots or characters or action she's like yeah no no I just mean like it didn't have to be so woke you know and I was like uh-huh she's like you know everything's so PC now and this is why I was like oh no help but she was so nice and I know the funny thing to me is she looks at me and she says it to me and I'm like who do you think's the other like I'm in here literally California lesbian in a suit and tie Um, do stand-up comedy, I'm literally, like, just the most liberal latte-sipping angel snowflake there is, and she's, like, I'm blending in, so I guess my point is, like, it didn't help me see, like, oh, this idea that we think everyone thinks that we're, like, it's, you know, Democrats against Republicans or liberals against conservatives, I think on the higher level, yeah, obviously, when it's, like, Politics, like congressmen, but I think a lot of everyday people are imagining like there's this like monstrous like liberal out there trying to like ch- tell them not to say things and not to shoot their guns. And it's like yeah, like I don't want you to shoot your gun, and I would like you to say nicer things, but I'm a nice person about it. Like I, I just think this idea that maybe some people have in their head of who this like phantom liberal is maybe doesn't exist the way they think because it because otherwise I'm like why did she think of me as one of her that just baffles me the way she because she wasn't even saying like haha let me see what you think she was just like it doesn't have to be so PC and I literally just told her I write in children's TV right so she's kind of saying it like oh you probably know like yeah but they tell you not to say stuff but I then I just told the truth but that I didn't want to argue with her at all I was like oh I just not worth it so but the truth is I said um I said yeah, that's so interesting. I was like, I mean, when I write, I don't ever think about like trying to be woke or PC. I just want to write and tell good stories. And she's like, exactly. And I was like, wow, phew. Because I don't, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think about being woke or being PC. I mean, am I trying to be intentional about my writing and my stories and how they may represent people? Sure, but I always start from the story and the heart and the creativeness and like, there always is a moment when, of course, I would like to look at my writing from a you know, further perspective and make sure that I didn't miss anything, any blind spots. But generally speaking, it's like we all make mistakes. I just think a big part of it comes from your perspective. Like, I don't think of myself as woke or PC. And so it's wild that some people think stuff that we write, like, oh, let's say there's a queer character or there's a drag queen, that they consider that woke. It's like, I don't know if they understand how writing works like nobody's like how can i write a woke thing well maybe like dove soap is trying to do that but i'm just like what's a fun story and when there's new characters new ideas new storylines that haven't been told before we try to tell them because they're interesting or i mean not to say like being gay is new at all but just underrepresented stories become more interesting to bring to a bigger platform especially because that is the ebb and flow of how stories have always been, right? So, uh, I mean, think about it. Like, back in the day, Greek gods, those were the stories, Greek myths. And then we went to Christianity, monotheism, whatever. And now a lot of our stories are back to kind of, like, similar Greek god, human flaws situations. But that was – that's an old story. So – and we tell old, old stories, right? Like, Hindu – whatever. Like, there's, like, ancient Chinese myths, whatever, like – these are all, they come all around. It's cir- circular. So that was my little interesting interaction with this woman. Um, luckily enough, then, it was time to go in. Uh, I, they were like, do you want to see the DA? Or, And I was like, yes, please. Because they're like, do you want to try to do another day? I was like, no, I'm here for one day. This is it. I'm going in, whether you like it or not. Um, then I go, I go through the weapons check or whatever. They have the little, you know, security bag check, x-ray and the woman there everyone's so friendly. Real, everyone is so friendly in the south. Like I know that maybe deep down they're not voting for me, but they people are not lying when they say. It. Like this this security person was just talking to me like, "Oh, you're from California?" "Oh, my daughter works at like what? Oh, she said she worked at SpaceX." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. My boyfriend Uh, used to work in space like blah 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 and I was just like Jesus like what is this a joke like how (laughs) literally everyone is like being nice and then I go I go um, to sit down and wait for the DA and they let me in and the way traffic court works here is that literally they do it once a month so it's just the traffic cases the the DA is sitting there and then you kind of line up in the pews i don't know they're not pews it does really feel like church but you line up in the in the seats what do you call court seats whatever you line up in the the rows and like one by one go up to the da so they let a few people in at once you can kind of hear the people in front of you and then you know blah 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 so the person in front of me uh first was like this young teenage like white couple that um that i only heard the tail end of the judgment but the judge was very nice, but basically kind of saying, like, yeah, like, you, you've, you've had your license for a while, like, you know what you did, um, and then she's kind of, like, just, they're just nodding, like, oops, and then, but then at the end, he's, like, I'll let you off with the warning, so I was, like, oh, good, he seems nice, you know, but then I was, like, or is he just nice to white people, I don't know, but, uh, you know, obviously not, this whole town is pretty white, so it's, like, maybe, you can't just, you can't, you can't just prefer white people if you're in all-white town, right? How are you going to make money? You can't only make money from traffic tickets. Um, okay, that's not, that's not even a joke. I'm literally thinking out loud, and I'm like, that's not funny, and probably not accurate. I apologize, okay, but do let me know um, if anyone is from rural North Carolina, what it's like, because I had such a small, very specific sample size. Like, I went to Greensboro, which is super, like, hippy-dippy artist, liberal, like, there was a comedy festival, and then I, like, was in Raleigh which is a big city and then I was in this small town of Stokes um so then it's my turn I go up oh oh f- but right before me there's another there's a, a mother and she actually she, I really like this mother she was she, she seemed very genuine because it does seem like she was just like she brought a kid who's like had a little Spider-Man toy genuinely was just kind of like there's nothing planned she was you know she kind of like I don't I can't pay this. I don't have it. Whatever. But like, you know, promise be good. This kid um, was dressed as Spider-Man and this judge was trying to be nice to the kid and try and talk to him. Of course, the kid doesn't want to talk to strangers. And the judge was like, oh, you know, what's that? Spider-Man. Is that your favorite? And he just like hides. And then you could tell the mom was really like, please don't fuck this up for me. So she's like, you can talk to him. Talk to him. And then the judge makes a joke. He's like, uh, "Oh, you know, my kids are like that too. They're so talkative until there's a stranger around." So he's like, "I should start bringing the stranger around with me." And then I was like, "Oh, he's making a joke. Like, this guy, that, like, that's an that oh vulnerability. You know, I'm like, turn up." Turn. So I was like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Like laugh so loud. I was like, "That's funny. because, like, you know." This guy has power and is making a joke. So he, I think he wanted to make people comfortable. But also, he move would be really uncomfortable if nobody laughed. So we're, I'm, like, laughing at his joke. Like, oh, that's so funny. Um, he didn't end up letting her off. I think she had to. They pushed it, postponed it for another day. So I was like, okay, not sure, right? Because we got one person who got off and then one person who, you know, kind of question mark. And then it's me. I go up and he's like, all right, what do you do? And so I said, I'm a comedian. And he was like, really? And he was about to say it. He was about to say, tell me a joke. And I said, please don't ask me to tell you a joke. He's like, tell, okay, are you on Netflix? (laughs) I was like, oh, God, like, should I have lied? Because now we're going to be talking about how I'm a comedian. But, um, you know, I was there. I was trying to tell the truth. I said, no, I'm not. Because (laughs) I'm not a sore subject. Um, But then he was very curious about my career, which is not <laughs> I was like I don't want to talk about this but it actually helped um, me get into the the explaining because I said well actually that's why I have this ticket because I was on tour in April and I was driving through and I explained blah 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 what happened and I didn't know and I'm from California and you know obviously I am sorry and won't do it again but that I really was not intending any harm and also truly will never be in Stokes again and never actually was you know I was driving through. Had they not stopped me, probably it would have been physically in Stokes for less than 30 seconds. Um, so then I remembered my strategy. I was like, I need to bring up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I was like, Oh, Then I said, by the way, because he was like, so you came all the way for this. And I was like, well, funny story. And then I told him how I had to call over and over to get it moved. And then it happened to be the weekend I'm going to be here. And then I happened to realize I could stay with my uncle who I haven't seen for so so many years and um, reconnect. And so I said, it's a sign from God. It was like God made this happen so I could be here. This is right where I'm supposed to be. They loved it. Oh, my God. They're like, mm-hmm, 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 nodding. And, of course, I was like, I would love to not have to pay the ticket. I would love to. But I was like, but I tried to be authentic and say, but, you know, even if I don't get my way today, I know I was supposed to be here. Oh, my God. They lapped that up. And it was true. I, I, is true. That's what I told myself, to be honest. Like, I'm not, like, lying. It is genuine feeling, which is, like, I'm supposed to be here because I am. Like, that's how I feel about everything I do. If I'm here... I'm supposed to be here. But did I want to be there? No. Okay, I wasn't like, I want to be here. I was just like, I- I'm accepting the fact that I'm here. Um, and then, as if I'm like, okay, I'm getting close. Maybe this will work. And then he's like, back to the comedian thing. He's like, are you on Instagram? Can we see your jokes? And I was like, oh, my God. Drop it, buddy. But he s- straight up pulls up my Instagram. And I was like, I don't know. He, like, has his phone out. And we couldn't have our phones out, you know. And I'm like, this guy really wants to know if I'm funny, and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to think I'm funny, but at this point, it would be weird to, like, not tell him, because I'm like, I don't want to be, like, hiding my Instagram, what if he's, like, (laughs) what do you have to hide, so I tell him, he pulls it up, and he pulls up the story that I posted outside the court of, like, ready for traffic court, what's up, he's like, is this you, and shows everyone, he reads it, ready for traffic court, what's up, and everyone's laughing, it's obviously me, I'm wearing the exact same things, And he's like, you really are a comedian. And then he pulls up a reel and says, if this makes me laugh, I'll dismiss the case. Which, I think he was making a joke, but you shouldn't be allowed to say that. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I don't know what it is about... Look, you can't. You can't. If you're in the p- position of power, you gotta. Because if you're willing to dismiss it, if I make you laugh, you should just dismiss it or shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? But here I am being like, I don't know what to do. And now he's about to play it for the entire room. It's kind of like I'm like, I wish I did say a joke to him, you know? But um, I did not, and he played it, and I awkwardly stand stood there because I was like, oh god, what's he gonna? Which joke is he gonna play? Like most of my jokes are inappropriate for a courtroom, and talk about being gay or sucking dick or whatever um I mean not most but the ones that people like online okay (laughs) fortunately the last joke I had posted before that was about I kid you not airline seats okay look airline seats the most universal slash not really because if you can't fly you don't have the schedule or money to fly but it's you know according to Seinfeld rules well so deal with airplane food so um, he pulls it up, watches, it, and he goes, "That's pretty funny." Mortifying, mortifying to, to just be waiting for my verdict, and they're playing. Cause now I'm being doubly judged. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Just give me the, just tell me how much I have to pay. And then he thinks about it for a minute, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And he says, are, you, "Are your shows family friendly?" And and I said, "No." Well, I said I said no at first, but I said, "Well, it depends," you know. I am an age appropriate comedian because he was like, Can I bring my kids? I'm like, Is he gonna bring us kids to my show? But I just told the truth, which is like, you know, if I'm playing at a club that's 21 up, you gotta be 21 up. But if I'm doing an all ages show, I, you know, adjust accordingly. And like when I do colleges, I adjust accordingly. He seemed to like think that was honest enough because then I was like, When he was like, You really are a comedian, and the clerks in there were like laughing. And I was like, why would I lie about that? And one of the clerks, I don't think she was really supposed to just jump in. I don't know. This just felt like it was like an office comedy because I'm like, how are people just jumping in and talking? She goes, you'd be surprised. The other day, like this guy came in and he, sat, he was just lying about how, like just what he did and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I guess. But uh, so I think it was God and my honesty. <laughs> or my stupidity that got me off. But I like to think it was my stand-up comedy because then after him thinking for a minute and he said, have you ever gotten a ticket before? I said, when I was 16 just got my learner's permit, I rolled through a stop sign five minutes from my house, never gotten a ticket since, don't plan to do it, and I will never be in Stokes again, but also I won't speed if I am in Stokes. And so he was like, okay, I'll let you off with a warning. And I was so relieved. I didn't even know how much it was going to be. I never asked. I never found out. But I drove so slowly out of there. Just exactly 65 miles per hour. So elated. Thank God. I am Christian now. I uh no. Um <laughs> nothing against being Christian. I just <laughs> I'm I'm not, but I, I do I do love how um their God and my God. I don't know if I have a God. Oh god. I might I'm not gonna delete this because I'm trying to be honest here. I don't know if I have a God, but I do believe in believing in things and being present and the universe. So in some ways when I said praise the Lord, like I really did mean it because I'm like, yeah, yeah, praise him or her or them, you know, because here we are all together. And if there is a Lord, then they're letting us stick around and live, and that's pretty cool. So as long as we're not trying to hurt each other, that's great. So that is a story of how I got out of a traffic ticket with stand-up comedy and then the little cherry on top was after I got to Greensboro for my show I see that one of like the DA's assistants had followed me so I guess I crushed because they liked my joke in the room so much they followed me on Instagram and that's it if I ever get to do a set on late night I would love to shout out Trooper James um no Trooper James was not the DA I wish I got the DA's name but it's probably good I didn't so I don't blow up his spot. but whoever you are whoever you are thank you for Laughing at my one reel and saving me a lot of money. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. We'll be back next week with a regular guest episode. Um, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod. Oh, wait. That's not true. I just changed the handle. This is new, hot off the press. I changed our Instagram handle. Okay. It's at Real Father Long Legs. I know the people want it. So that's what it is now. At Real Father Long Legs follows if you don't already, you can find clips. I'll be posting like reels and things like that. And um yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Uh I'm at Disneyland having the time of my life. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the ha Ha podcast network. The Hoo-Ha-Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Wheat-Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwrecked Sailor. And the Hoo-Ha-Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh-out-loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.